Can I have some fresh air on this? Ah, yes. Mario's got wind <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to Paper Tuesdays, episode 53 with Michael Dwyer, Mark Halpin, and our very special guest today. Michael, who is our guest? It's today. Gavin Stamp, Mark. <laughs> Namaste, Gavin, shalom. Great to be here, lads. Great to be here. Thanks for having me back. Well, yeah. You take off your bra and I'll give you I'll take a bra, though. Yeah. You've moved up to the north since you were with us last. I have. Um, uh, what have you gained from that? Uh, Sophistication, slightly higher <laughs> salary. My <laughs> <laughs> stomach, yeah, I'd be amazing. Um, I was a uh, Brendan Halpin sent me a, a thing the other day. Um, I was out Kuwaiti about two weeks, and Mario shut down. <laughs> <laughs> Mario is a chipper for those who don't freak out. Yes, Kuwaiti. Yeah. Wow. But no, it was a. Uh, it's been it's been grand. Sure, it's the same really. It's, everything's in lockdown, so there's no really change. There's a small bit ahead of us. Maybe it was supposed to be in restrictions and everything, but. It's just boring. Same, yeah. same as ever. Well, what do you make of the Northern Irish people? Uh, very, very similar. Like really, ah, they're very, very similar. And it's, it's. I suppose it's that phrase, you know. One percent of people everywhere are fucking gobshits. You know? Yeah, and I think a lot of bad press that Northern Ireland does get is, you know, just that one percent or even less. Yeah, do you find they're more intense. I think that. Mm, I think it could be the accent, maybe. Seems makes it? makes it seem more intense, but they're not really. Most people are just. Very, very same. I mean, it's a very small island. Like, how different yeah. could they possibly be? Mm. We have very different accents today. That's why I noticed. Like, yeah. English people, you sort of, you notice an English accent. But I suppose there's Manchester and stuff. But then our accent is completely different to an ordinary Irish person. Or mm. a Cork person. Mm-hmm. Again, like, we have very different accents. Or But then if you go to America, it sort of seems that they're all sort of an American accent. Do you know? Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's, it's, you don't pick up the, the difference maybe in America as much, but it does seem like there's a, a very diverse selection of, of accents within very small confines of, of an island. You know, it's a bit strange. Mm. Okay. Life is harder in Northern Ireland, I'd say. The, the climate and stuff, it's a lot more grey. <coughs> People do seem angrier, their skin is harder. Yeah, sure, if you look at the history of it, you know, you're bound to be shaped by somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Right, Gavin, so you, so they're much the same as us, mm-hmm. but yet... I, I get the sense that you don't think that there's equal validity of everyone's opinions in today's world. Oh, we're getting very sexy. Oh, getting right into it. Um, I, yeah, this, you were telling me about the talk, talking points for the podcast and everything. I was watching a Dara Breen sketch the other day and it's very poignant in, in today's world. The idea that we have to listen to everyone's opinion and everyone's opinion is equally valid, which is just not true. Like, we don't know about, like, vaccines at the moment, even like the pandemic, people who have no idea are just saying, random crap which is shaping public opinion in some way or another because someone is bound to be you know susceptible to you know listening to crap and, and absorbing it probably through social media and all the rest but like you know if you don't know what you're talking about just shut up yeah okay exactly mm. social media it gives a stage to idiots yeah like, everyone has an audience now whereas before you needed competence for an audience no you don't no mm. you just need to show your arse you log into facebook pictures. the first thing it says in the very top page is what's on your mind like, <laughs> that's a dangerous that's question dangerous people. <laughs> all right i wasn't expecting to go this way i thought uh the validity of everyone's opinions was like you you wanted to pre-qualify phone owners previously now yeah. like i i disagree with that right? like gavin <laughs> where do you lie in that thing i don't know about the phone owners but that there, there is an argument at the moment i think for people who have to you know validate who they are before they can join like twitter and stuff there's people talking about that i think that's mm. probably a good thing stops 
random accounts people are setting up, you know, yeah. with no profile picture and they're just abusing everyone. Mm. Mm. Probably should have to, you know, if you're going to say things, you should be able to stand over them without a fake account. Yeah. Your man in the Irish Times. Yeah. Or, yeah. Irish Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, right. But, but where do you go with this? Like, because we, we kind of came from a world where, you know, competence was, you know, we almost idolized um, competence. And now, you know, competence is everywhere. You know, it's just a, a result of democracy, I believe. Um, you know, in that everyone has an opinion and you can do what you like with it. Um, I think, yeah, you're, you're right enough, but the danger there, I think, is misinformation. Right. You know, mm. yeah. lies and half-truths, you know, being circulated to the masses, mm. which is bad for society at large, probably. Mm. Right. See, this is kind of connected to, I, I found this article and loved it. It was one of these red top, uh, page6.com. Joe Rogan's vaccine flap will infuriate fellow Spotify stars Harry and Meghan. I loved it. I just, <laughs> there's a lot Spotify going on stars. there. Harry and Meghan, like the, the royals. Yeah. How are they so Spotify stars? They have started some Spotify series. Um, they did a concert, uh, Vax Live, and uh, they've been signed as campaign chairs for an A-list event. What What did uh, um, Joe Rogan say about vaccines? So he said that people at 21 or so don't really need, to, if you're healthy and 21, you shouldn't really get a vaccine. Yeah. Any kind of step back. Mm-hmm. And hearing him step back was like, oh, yeah, there's the 100 million from Spotify coming into question. It was really interesting because for someone that's a hardened, like, oh, just, you know, just says whatever he likes all the time. Mm-hmm. This was very much uh, a political kind of. Um, Did he roll back a bit? Yeah, yeah. He definitely, <laughs> like the game 100 million. Spotify kind of, yeah. I suppose, do have that leverage over and Spotify are uh, uh, business. Yeah. So, if Love Gory come after us and tell us to <laughs> take our comments back about the vaccine, we might. So, we'll backpedal, will we? Yeah, we might. We might. No, I'm not backpedaling. I got fucking COVID and that was fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I think there's nothing wrong with backpedaling, though, and, and rolling back on. Like, if the, if that's the argument now, you, you should be able to go and say, I was wrong on that. Ooh. Right. Mm. Yeah. 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 Just admit, you know, I, I, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I was wrong. They, yeah. You don't see that a lot anymore. Like people just admitting, no, I, I made a mistake there. That's interesting. You know, I only realized recently, uh, Fry had a big thing on mistakes. He said that mistakes are like, they're, they're, there's nothing accidental about mistakes. They're always revealing something. And I know Fry is discredited by sometimes, but there's a lot of, stuff that makes you really wonder about his statements you know, like even a misstep of word and like accidental things mm, he mm. kind of says it's just revealing what you said or thought a few months ago or a few weeks ago it's just kind of a freudian slip isn't that yeah, the Freudian slip, yeah, yeah. yeah very interesting I because we have so much in society that we kind of just dismiss and that's what i kind of like to uh, that's probably true for you know, your everyday soberness, but I think if you're under the influence of alcohol, you, there's probably not an underlying within it. Like, it's just a silly thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's all very slippery. <laughs> very interesting. Um, cryptocurrency, Gavin, have you dabbled in that? No, I did. I, I downloaded that an app that helps you trade it, but um, again, this is probably going back to what I said earlier. You know, if you don't know anything about something, you should just shut up. Mm. I don't understand it. I don't understand how it works, really. So I, I can't really make much of a comment on it. But because I don't know how it works and everything around it, I, I I'd be very slow to 
take a take a punt on it and invest in it. Like you know, I think Elon Musk was building up Dogecoin, that went through the roof, and then he called it a hustle on Twitter, and it dropped like thirty six percent, something that volatile. Mm. You know, just uh, someone saying something is going to drive the price of it down. I mean, it's very strange. I read that today. I think he bought one point five billion in either Bit or Dogecoin, uh, sold it, called it shit, and then it dropped. Yeah, sold up. So someone else obviously bought what he sold, and then he called uh, it shit, and then it just went through the fucking. Tesla car. made more money so far this year in trading Bitcoin than they did in automobiles. Holy shit! Yeah. That's mad, like. Yeah, well, we're turning the flash flood into an NFT. Yeah. So we're gonna start trading things like that, NFTs and Bitcoin. Isn't it guys like Gary V with the refriends? Like, um, he's NFTs now sold. Yeah, you uh, can buy him in Gwalia. It's a Bitcoin in Gwalia. Uh, What's an NFT? Uh, it's a non-fungible token. Non-fungible token. It, it's like memes. People exchanging memes. As currency, kind of, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Expensive. Expensive, Expensive shit like It's worth a lot, and that's the way, I don't know, I think it's really going to go that way. Should we use to trade fucking oh. shells as currency? I wonder, what, like, do the people who are actually in those memes get a cut of that then? Like, the, the little tiny child doing like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back, back in the golden age of, like, 2009, uh, yeah. internet memes oh. were all the rage. Or Harold. Remember Harold? Who was Harold? Uh, you know, like, he's an old man, white-haired, painting Norwegian. Oh, up yeah, in the yeah, 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 yeah. Or the lad in, in the sand, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he get? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, Bill and Melinda Gates spitting up. Did that? How did that affect you, lads? What did you make of that? Man? Right, fuck it, I'm just going to go for it. Right, so, Bill and Melinda Gates, is, are, is there something going on there with the vaccines? I'm not saying there is, right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying there is. I'm not saying there is. But here's hear me out. Here's what people are saying, right? Okay. Here's what people okay. are saying. I'll get yeah. the vaccine. Relax, right? <laughs> so here's what he's saying, or um, people are saying, mm. right? The word on the street. Yeah. So, um, that Bill Gates is putting stuff in. Bill Gates is a population controllist, right? Mm-hmm. I just I'm. I'm not. I don't believe this. Bill Gates is a population controllist, so he's putting uh things in the vaccine that will make you infertile. When you become infertile, obviously the population is going to drop because we're not going to be able to reproduce. Mm-hmm. Melinda Gates found this out and has left them. The thing about all those conspiracy theories, and kind of it's for conspiracy theories as a whole, mm. is it it assumes that people are ultra intelligent and that a lot of people together are very good at keeping secrets. Yeah, that's what that's Which is just not the case. I think mm. I think read somewhere that um if they were going to fake the moon landing, there was going to be have to be thousands of people in on. And they all have to keep quiet. Mm. Yeah. How possible is that? Like, yeah, I seen a meme and it was uh, like uh, people say that it was they use CGI in like nineteen seventy one or whenever the moon landing was, and it showed like CGI in nineteen seventy one. It was like a potato. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever watch the, the like the old episodes of Star Trek? CGI was great. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you believe in moon landing? Yeah. Yeah, I I think. I don't know actually if I do like because there there was a lot of political there was there was a race with Russia, yeah, and was JFK the president at the time? Yeah, and he, he was notorious kind of like he was the one who said that they were going to get to the moon, but then obviously he was shot before they got that far. Yeah, it was Nixon who was president when they landed on the moon. Was it? Yeah. Oh right, not exactly a kind of by the book guy like right Nixon. Okay. The be- I heard one that said, uh, if you're going to listen to a conspiracy theorist, the, the best way to shut them up is to go harder. Like, so someone came up to you and said, you know, I didn't ever really land it on the moon. You have to row in harder and go, you believe in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. 
uh, guards or government drones or something flying on us. Sorry, security cameras. Mm. This took a strange turn, didn't it? Yeah. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> but, like, being a Melinda, like, I, I just kind of want to make my point. On it. I think, right. like, it's kind of... I don't know, I felt sad for them. So did I. And it's all over the fucking internet, people making memes about Bill and, like, White Boy Summer and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's still two people who got divorced. Like, yeah. So. And to hear that, like, I thought Tony Robbins could have intervened, like, and sat down, <laughs> you know, because, like, they said they went for counselling, but there were irreconcilable differences. Um, oh, with Tony Robbins? No, no, they didn't. Oh. No, they just had counselling. I don't know who they got. They should have got Tony. Should have got Tony, guys. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Energy! Um, so. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just... It's a, it's a pity anyway that it's over. And uh, yeah, best of luck to both of them now. Um, don't do you, cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Yeah, that's our message from Paper Truth. <laughs> to Bill and We don't care what you do, we'll make us in for a time. It's a very, like, what, what, I don't get why people can be upset about other people. Like, you know, the idea of Meghan and Harry and, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates taking such an interest in someone's life who has nothing to do with you and what mm. they do is not going to have any bearing on your life whatsoever. Mm. Why do you care? Mm. I could never understand the whole Harry and Meghan thing, like people going bananas about it. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. You wouldn't be big on... No, but I did watch the documentary. If I did you watch it? Yeah, I think everyone yeah. watched the documentary. Oh, yeah, I had higher viewing figures sure, than the All Ireland final. Or <laughs> it's just ever then drilling down into the motives. You know, some people saying, "Oh, sure, she knew what she was signing up to," and others saying, "Oh God, how can you look that way? Oh my gosh!" And she's some balls. In fairness, like mm. to go up against the royal family. Yeah. I'm sure they're all, well, fucking. They're past it now, aren't they? The royals. <laughs> Who cares? Move on. Next. Love Ireland. <laughs> But see, this is why I don't. Royal Island, the Royals. <laughs> <laughs> Royal Island. They're all related. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going for it today. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with Go, absolutely. I just find it fascinating, though, that like, we kind of say, get rid of all that past. And, like, we're not really too happy with the present. So God knows what is coming in the future. Yeah, but sure, you can't predict the future at all, can you, really? Like, right, COVID, yeah. um, It's very hard to predict the future, like... Yeah. In a general sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I'm not asking you to... Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'm just trying... I suppose I'm venting more than anything. I just... Uh, it'd, be, it'd be a lot easier to have it all figured out, but we don't, I suppose, and that's why we're here. That's half no. the fun, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which are, look, we're going to fix Palestine with our Instagram stories. Honest to God. <laughs> stop it! <laughs> Guys! <laughs> stop it! Just walk out to the, like, hook head and just start pointing and going, no! <laughs> no! Stop it! <laughs> hey, guys, stop! <laughs> what if we all just meditate? <laughs> Take a cold shower. Have you tried kombucha? Just <laughs> <laughs> ship boxes of kombucha. <laughs> Get it out of them. It's like shipping oxygen tanks to India. Oh, oh <laughs> But on Palestine, is it a guess how it's it's derailed so much? Like it, they both are religious sides. Mm. Both, both religions espouse yeah. the view that you shouldn't kill your neighbour. Yeah. By God, they're killing each other. I read recently, actually last this week, about um, oxytocin, the love chemical, you know, the connection chemical that you get like a mother yeah. and a child breastfeeds mm. or a, a couple or whatever when you touch. And it's the same, oxytocin is the same in group settings. So if you're a football hooligan and you're 
immature crowd like that's why people love Liverpool or love Man United is because they're part of this big group sharing and something and when they're in the stands and they're chanting that's oxytocin being released between them all and they've they have found out now that when people engage in group brawls like the football hooligans they're releasing oxytocin while they're fighting mob mentality wow. mob mentality like mm. they love it so you can be curb stomping someone releasing oxytocin the love chemical in your brain while you're doing that because you wow. love the people around you the people you're doing it for so oxytocin isn't this fucking beautiful thing and oh me and the universe or whatever it's the same thing that causes the mother bear to maul you if you accidentally walk past your children it's the same thing that like is senselessly killing people on the street is this love chemical that people I think is it's all encompassing love. Are you say that we should regulate love. I'm saying curb stomp your neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> we should regulate love. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be in charge. Everyone love everyone. Right. Yeah. That's just interesting. I found it is uh, very yeah, interesting. Yeah, the love yeah. chemical yeah. causes violence. Yeah, it is. Um, I think. Your man who, he's the presenter of the Daily Show over in America, I think it's Trevor Noah. Mm. He, he was talking about, you know, Israel and Palestine. And mm. I thought, don't really want to get into it. I don't know the history rolling. But they yeah. were, like he's saying, Israel and that, he had a, a four-year-old brother when he was about 15. Mm. And a four-year-old brother used to hit him. And, mm. you know, the mother would say to him, like, don't hit him back. Like, he's four. He, he He's not he's not actually harming you in any way. So, like, don't, don't, you, you're far too strong for him anyway, so just leave it. Mm. You know, I think he's really taking a view of, like, you know, oh, they're throwing rockets over the wall ass. Let's bomb the shit out of them. <laughs> it's the, it's not really, like, they're they're far too strong for him. Why, why are they being so forceful? And that's the issue most people are having. Yeah. The reciprocity. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but do you just ignore it then? If you... Like they're throwing rockets at you. I don't think you can ignore, but it's surely a better way. Like you know, they're adults. Like just how would you solve it? Like this is kombucha the only it? way. Like I don't know. Kombucha is yeah. Like um, it has to be. Sure, in America, it's in an over fucking some speakers or something, aren't they? And they're gonna fix it. Yeah, it, it's very yeah. interesting how in South Africa they overcome overcame the conflict. Uh, like with what you call it, they didn't really know, did they? Like all right, there's still fucking a lot of racism in South Africa, a lot of crime. Right. Oscar Pistorius is getting out next year. Shout out Oscar Pistorius. Next guest. He's going to need some good press when he gets out, actually. You'd have him on. But sure, like, and then you see the tension in America then after the Civil War as well. Like, these things don't just fucking fade away. <laughs> these are stuff. Fine, we'll stay away from the important stuff. No. Uh, we should have Flood on to talk about the Civil War, actually, as well. I'm not joking. What did you have? To do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said a lot there. Yeah. Um, there is obviously attention yes, there. Attention. Yeah, but is it not? Is there is there is it universal like, peace? Is that ever going to be available? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think yeah, yeah. Had in the talking points there was a differing, differing views makes politics necessary. And similar mm. interest makes politics possible. Like every, there's common ground everywhere. Like you can just, well, I don't think yeah, firing rockets and kicking the shit of each other does that. Is it has it ever solved any? Bad mm. Nazis, but like, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, there's only one way to stop that. Like yeah. When you look at leadership, though, like when like Mandela was mm. a true leader in mm. uh, bridging conflicts, and even when even those that hated him. Mm. by diffusing it and like offering a cup of tea just to some leader it, it kind of made humanity recognized uh between the two and then that led to 
uh, the you know the, the transition to democracy there. Yeah. Um, you saw the same like apparently in living rooms up in the north. That's where you know um, religious community leaders and politic different political leaders trashed it out. You know, and that was kind of in those human settings where you know it was possible. I don't know how you get to that stage in Israel and Palestine. It's just interesting. Yeah, you don't you don't bomb your way to peace. You have to talk your way to peace. Mm. You just you, well, you can because then everyone else will be gone if you just keep bobbing everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> then, like, sure, what's the crack? What happens then? Like, yeah, no one else. Mm. Anyway, yeah. strange one. We've, we've solved it a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It took us twenty minutes as we solved the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a story from McCurtain Street where my father grew up in Gory, mm. and uh, radio had come to town, and uh. Yeah, they had a radio up the street and there was a woman um, and the husband and the children were listening to the radio at this nine o'clock and the woman says to the husband, turn off that radio now and let that man go home to his wife and children. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that turning off that radio would result in the broadcaster being able to go home then. Yeah, the, that's brilliant. Yeah. I wonder how much of that goes on with us. You know, obviously she thought she knew then, but sure, we don't really know what technology is. Yeah. Technology is what well, I heard a definition for technology recently, and it was something like, um, technology is just stuff that we haven't quite figured out how it works yet. If when something once we figure out how something works, it stops being technology. So, at one stage, hammers were technology, tools yeah. were technology, and we figured out what it was, and we know what a hammer is now, so we don't consider it technology anymore. But we don't really understand, I don't understand what's going on with that camera there, mm. or how it does what it does. So, that's technology. But if I knew exactly what was going on with it, I wouldn't consider it technology. Mm. Mm. When you're selling something, Gavin, yeah, how how much is it about understanding it, and how much is it about persuading? Um, I've I've always found, Steve, Stephen Hughes actually said this to me before. Um, you could be selling anything. You could be selling a cure to cancer. The person who wants to buy it doesn't like it. He's not going to buy it. Mm-hmm. So it's a hell of a lot. It's just relationship building. Mm. You know. So, yeah, you have to have a product which is you know, fit for purpose and it works and it doesn't necessarily have to be better than the competition, but if you have a relationship with the person that you're selling it to and they trust you and they can work with you, then it's you can you can make the sale. But mm. yeah. That's barter and exchange, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what all of it is true. That's how people kind of get along. Isn't that true? Yeah. Uh, shared um ideas, shared technologies and stuff like uh, a lot of stuff here in this room comes from like China and fucking wherever yeah and like do you reckon that the reason we're exchanging all this stuff is the reason we can get along with the rest of the world is because we have mutual um exchange going on with these people like they have stuff we want and we have stuff they want like irish beef and um, butter all that stuff you know yeah we serve them they serve us then we don't kill each other because we're worth something to each other it's just a thought mm. um what Gavin said is right too like if someone someone can know absolutely everything about a product but sure if you don't like them or you can't have a conversation with them what good are they to you, you know? yeah yeah um, fox tossing fox tossing so I came across this as well on the internet because sometimes I get bored and I like to scare myself so I looked up fox or what was it uh, cock fighting and how like when it was acceptable that's a dangerous thing to look up <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find what I was looking for. <laughs> you have to make sure to save searches on there. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
was it? Fox tossing used to be a sport back in, I think it was just before the Industrial Revolution, around the Industrial Revolution. And it was like a big sport, like it would have been like, say, GA or whatever. And people used to grab a fox by the tail and see who could throw it the furthest. And a live one. A live one, yeah. And this, like, there was no sort of, um, this is bad or whatever. You know, there was no people crying about it on the sidelines. It was just sort of, what well, would go and watch to see who can throw the fox the farthest. Yeah. Yeah, it shows, shows how far we sort of come, doesn't it? Yeah. But isn't that interesting that there wasn't any backlash to it? Because I'd say life was grimmer then. You know, there mm. wasn't enough time to be given out about, you know, we shouldn't be throwing those foxes. That's right. It's probably wiser. It's yeah. probably too much free time now. Yeah, have we have we got it too easy? Well, we do, sure. Of course we fucking do. Why, why I'm sitting around drinking coffee and talking about <laughs> this, is that's why it's too fucking easy. I should be a farming or plowing land or something. Like <laughs> what do you think, Evan? Um, I've never heard of fox tossing before. Um, very odd thing to get your kicks from, doesn't it? <laughs> Seeing how far you can throw a live animal. Yeah. Um, we do have two easy though, definitely. What well, we do and we don't. I think because we're we have things quite easy. We've too much time to think about things, which yeah, very we, true. We can drive ourselves mad. Yeah. Um, but there is there's problems. Obviously, there's like things are very expensive nowadays. I think for young people, especially the ESRI brought out a report. That said that the current generation of young people are the first generation in the history of the state who will not be as well off as their parents. How is that? I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I haven't read the report. Mm. But, uh, I suppose a lot of it is down to house prices and, and things like that. It's you're, you're, Young people find it very hard to get started, get going. You know, I think a lot of people are faking off to Australia and New Zealand and Canada. Mm. Mm. seem to have a more relaxed view of life over there. Yeah. Instagram, I know it doesn't even tell you the whole story, but people do tend to do like they seem to be having a far more crack over there mm. than we are here. The pace of life is a bit different. Yeah, there are more prosperous countries, it seems, than here somehow. Yeah, there's more fate in their governments. How much is that down to circumstances, and how much is that down to ourselves? Oh yeah, sure. Like people think, you know, I'm gonna fuck off to Australia now. I'm gonna live in the sun and drink beers and. I'll do the odd bit of work, sure. That doesn't happen like that. Like, you know, if you work in construction where what most people do, because that's kind of where the money is, you're up at six o'clock in the morning, you're working Monday to Friday, you get two days off on the weekend, and sure, that's probably just relaxing, recovering. Like, it's not a big holiday that everyone makes it out to be. Mm. You know, wherever you go, there you are. Your problems are still there. If you're running away from being a fucking arsehole here, you're going <laughs> one over there as well. <laughs> that's the phrase if you're going on holidays, never pack an arsehole, you'll find one when you get there. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Yeah, another quote about arseholes I heard recently as well is that uh, if you meet one arsehole uh, in the day, if you meet one arsehole today, that's just bad luck. If you meet two, you start asking yourself some questions. If you meet three, you're the arsehole. Ah, that's a good one. Mm. Mm. But, like, you know the way we have this thing of, you know, Australia and New Zealand saw more laid back. Well, at what stage do we say, let's make Ireland more laid back? Or what? at what stage do we say, no, let's... Like uh, who who decides this? Who decides that Australia is you know has the right fight? How how can we change it by changing ourselves? Probably a culture thing. A lot of it. But mm. I, one thing I can never understand is like when you look at like New Zealand have implemented some new law and it really works over there. And Portugal do something they mm. they legalize all drugs and their drug problem went down should yeah. floor. Yeah. But I don't know if it's pride that Ireland are kind of sticking with the same we're trying to fix it this way and this is where we're going to do it rather mm. than just go they did it that way it clearly worked mm. let's just do it here yeah it's very strange we don't just 
learn lessons from other people who've done the same thing and then bring it here. Yeah. That common sense approach, though, it's not all... I I think sometimes we inherit a lot of what we have. So we inherit... We inherit everything we have, don't Mm. we? Yeah. Yeah. To a degree. Yeah, and we're a very we're not we're a risk adverse country, I think, as well, aren't we? Mm. Like it's sure we've been we're we're slaves to the church, we're slaves to England, like we're sort of mm. we've been yes. oppressed kind of and you know, you you'd be happy what with what you have and you don't do any more, you know, you take your mm. take uh, your bit of fucking freedom or whatever and thank god no one's whipping on the back like so sort of, in, in country terms, Ireland is an infant really, like we haven't been around that long as a standalone. Yeah, nation. yeah, that's true. We don't really know what we're doing, do we? But, and, but as well to take it off for granted as well, you know, that, I don't know, you go to other parts of, I went to Limerick a few weeks or a few months ago and um, they were giving out about their, you know, the, the university could be doing better. I thought, well, sure, Jamie, you're not doing too bad. A regional city with a university, you know, got a good student population and everything. And I just thought maybe if they saw what they had, if they weren't from the area, they might be more grateful towards it. Um, I don't know if any of this kind of... That yeah, when you when you're living in Ireland, you give out, stink about. It. Yeah. And as soon as you go move away, people are like, what's Ireland like? It's amazing. It's fantastic. You yeah. Know, you build it up as if it. You think you when you leave somewhere, you realize how good it actually is. Mm-hmm. And we have a fair handy now in Ireland. To be fair, like in terms of every problem we have is a first world problem. You know. Yeah. Oh, I I can't get four G here. Right. You're not exactly starving though, are you? Like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. there's a lot of freedom here that people don't realize as well yeah like if you think ireland is like the seventh is it seventh most wealthy country in the world or something like that per capita like. per something like that yeah it's crazy to think about and like people complain about everything like what's people giving about houses in minute some government fund whatever like are you going to buy those houses yeah shut right. up fucking do something else okay oh the chinese investment yeah fund. Why, why is the problem like how does that affect me I think they they were given out there because um people who are you know on a waiting list for a house or they're trying to get going with their lives mm. and now uh, they they wanted to buy these houses and now they can't because they've been bought for rent basically. Oh okay okay, but like all you have to do really is like it's very easy get by in Ireland like very few people you kind of have to want to fall through the cracks in Ireland to end up in poverty don't you like? Yeah. Uh... And that's not to say that it doesn't happen to people or whatever, yeah. but we do, I, like as a rule of thumb, we do look after the lower, the people in lower income houses very well, like with housing and things like that. Probably do, you know, compared, compared to other countries. countries. Yeah. Like, sure, you look at America and they have half their cities of people living in tents, like. Oh, America's fucked. Mm. Uh, America monetized everything, like, to the point where you can't do anything in America, like, if you get sick in America, you're you're bankrupt, which is crazy. That is crazy, isn't it? You're afraid to go to a doctor. Honest to God, medical. If you have a baby house. in America, you get stuck with a twenty grand bill for having a baby. Like really? Oh yeah, it's mad stories. Even college, I think they If you're saving for a child, like for thirty years time now, financial advisors are setting aside something like some crazy, like three quarters of a million mm. uh, dollars for college tuition. Really? Yeah. Oh. Because they think it's just inflation. Where's college going? What do you think of, of that in general though? Like in the age of the internet where you can find out literally anything yeah. and you're going to pay yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. for a piece of paper at the end yeah. of it. Are you paying for the name of Yale or, you know, yeah. like that? I, I think it's the furrow of actually doing anything. 
Elon Musk, I think about it a lot. Elon Musk said he doesn't want to hire people to, who have graduated college. They'd rather, you know, show experience of doing something. Yeah. Because college, all, all college does is it shows you can do your chores. Yeah. Well, have you actually have you actually done anything? Have you actually learned anything? Yeah. 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 I, I think about going back and doing courses and things like, oh, maybe I should go do fucking physiotherapy or I should get more qualifications or whatever. But sure, it's all like fucking deferred actually doing your job, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the people our age that have never entered the real world because they keep doing degree after master's after fucking phd whatever and they never actually do the job you know they've no real world experience of doing what they're talking about right those who can't do teach <laughs> and those who can't teach teach PE. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimatum game the ultimatum game fuck i may look this up because oh. it was interesting but i can't remember what exactly it what was what was i seen on the list what was uh, it i'll look it up now the ultimatum game Ultimatum game. Here we go. The ultimate game is a game that became a popular instrument of economic experiments. An early description is by Nobel laureate John Harrisani. One player, the proposer, is endowed with a sum of money. The proposer is tasked with splitting with another player, the responder. Once the responder communicates his decision, the responder may accept or reject it. If the responder accepts, the money is split per proposal. If the responder rejects, both players receive nothing. Both players know in advance the consequences of the responder accepting or rejecting the offer. So if I give you a tenor, mm-hmm. I say, you have to give Michael an offer now to split it between you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Michael accepts, you split the money. If Michael rejects, neither you just get the money. That's golden balls, it's, isn't it? It's kind of like golden yeah. balls, yeah. But I was reading about this and apparently the the results, apparently as you go into more impoverished countries, mm. they'll actually, so in places like uh, Western civilizations or like the first world countries, people are inclined to give roughly half. Yeah. Roughly half. Like, because, you know, you this is exactly what you're talking about with trade and being able to communicate and if you actually like mm. someone that you will you will give him half because you know that he is more likely to he could reject you know someone to show him the respect of, of giving him half the money because mm-hmm. you know that his stake in it uh but that's not the case in other countries in some like third world countries they'll offer if gavin had the money and he was offering you money he might offer you 60 percent, right and you would reject it yeah because he'd be offering that to you because then you would then owe him something more in the future Ooh. and you wouldn't want to be in his debt so you reject it really? and not ever get anything even though he offered you more money yeah yeah which is very, very interesting. interesting and then if you go into um communist countries they'll offer about uh 90 10 i think they'll offer you very little money yeah and you'll accept it oh right if you offer him 10 percent, yeah. he'll accept it you'd be grateful mm-hmm. for what you have yeah yeah, yeah. What would you, how, that's very interesting and timely with the whole HSE thing and negotiations they're saying it's between 16 and 20 million that the ransomware uh, crews are looking for um, whoever did that is some arsehole mm. I mean really in, given what the HSE is going through now they decide to yeah. have a cyber attack on them like lock that little prick up whoever it is I'd say it's more than one prick now. Uh, probably <laughs> <laughs> apparently ransomware has gone so that's the coffee can oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's potent all right yeah yeah um, there's another one though so like, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll have more kombucha later yeah. but um, <laughs> but the uh, apparently ransomware is so now developed that they have help desks where like if you're hit by a cyber attack 
you phone them up and uh, you get through to a help desk where they say, okay, so how much are you going to give us? And, you know, like it's that professional now. Really? But, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, are these but, proud Irish, the hackers? I'd say they're Russian. I don't know. There's something about, they are Russian chain, has it? Russian, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but apparently it's just for money. But like, how would you engage with, um, I, a hacker? Yeah, we read Voss's book uh, on negotiation. negotiation. Like, and he says, never split the difference. Try and figure out, uh, empathize with the with the other side, and in doing so, by understanding them, they'll be more um, willing to you know come down way more. Sometimes it's just someone that needs five thousand for a party at the weekend, where but they're looking for two hundred fifty thousand, so you get them down from two fifty thousand to five thousand, and then if you give them what they actually want. They won't actually be happy sometimes, mm. but now you know, this is more hostage situations. But mm. I think the same principles apply. Yeah, so that's the that's the approach you take. Would be sort of well, I like, try and yeah, try and, with them. But what if you get nowhere really? Then yeah, I think older people are thinking more susceptible to cyber attacks and scams of that nature. I think because I don't know whether they tend to have more trust or they're maybe naive in some way, mm. but like that age-old thing you know a nigerian prince has sent me an email he wants to send me money mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. older generations are more inclined to say oh that that could be true yeah whereas younger people have grown up with that and know exactly what yeah. the scams are kind of like i should fuck off and just ignore it completely yeah rather than engage with it at all mm. yeah. well how is that what happened with the hse and like uh oh you ransomware thing I don't, no, I don't know what that was yeah i don't know it wasn't the Nigerian prince. No, email that would have been hilarious. Imagine What movie role do you think would suit you, Gavin Sam? Ah, mm. uh, yeah, let's talk about this one. I don't, I don't know if it would suit me, but I would love to be Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Oh, just such a cool guy, like yeah. Mm. But mm. movie Shane, roles, uh, they all go like crap. Your partner in that. Hmm? Shane looks like John Travolta. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> Probably couldn't do blackface, and I can't. Yeah, you can't anymore. do blackface. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think I'd, do, I'd like to be the dentist in um, what do you call that? Django Unchained. I don't think he's a dentist. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, Mark hasn't lived. lived Yeah, Django. Um, I hear one say the dentist in the Hangover. Glad he pulled out his own tooth. Yeah. Um. Have any other thoughts on the top of your mind, Mark? Um, oh, I want to read my book. Can, yes. can I see my book, please? Yes. Uh, give me a page number as well. I'll make go between um, one and. It's a big book, 250. 111. Michael, do you want to give the name of the book then? It's... Yes, so the name of the book is The Secrets of the Human Body. This is where Mark taught himself. About Do you want to science? tell us any of the secrets about your body, Gavin? Are you here? No. no <laughs> one, one, one is a blank page. There's a picture on it. It says learn. Go on, pick another one. All right. Uh, one, one, five. One, one, five. Okay. Uh, we more than any other animal are born with a blank slate a tabula rasa upon 
which most extra the most extraordinary journey of learning can take place at birth our abilities may be limited but the brain we are born with is geared to rapidly suck in the world and transform us into the most intellectually and physically agile creature on earth Ooh, very interesting yeah that's cool what do you make of that Gavin? Mm, intellectually yeah most physically agile creature on earth that's a strange one for humans <laughs> some of us more than others <laughs> well, okay. no that wasn't actually a dig like a dig. that wasn't a dig at you that was just in general um, I wouldn't say we're most physically agile creatures in order oh, I'd say so uh, what is agility sort of motor control I suppose who would be more motor control who would have more motor control than us mm. Michael, oh, good. I I don't know. I, I I just kind of took it on its merits. I didn't really think of too much into that now. No. Uh, will we ring James? Oh yeah, please do. Yeah, because we need to spice this up. I think. Yeah. We're very uh, low key. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Come on, speaker, show that. Oh, my God. Well. Well, how's it going? You're live on the podcast. You're live. You're live. Live. We're on the air. We're on the air. Oh, yeah. we have a disgruntled caller here in James. So, James, <laughs> what do you want to tell us? That's a whole lot of shite, the whole thing, isn't it? What is that? That's the whole York General. That's stamp lad there. He is. It's like a really bad episode of Joe Duffy. Put him on to you, yeah. You're on now, too. Stamp. Yes. Fuck you. <laughs> Positive as That's always, what we James. needed. This is exactly what we needed. I tell you something though, I, I am disgruntled. Right. Your man that's refereeing this Wexer Clare match is tonsillitis. Tonsillitis. Who's he, yeah? Mm. I'd say I'd say he's the worst referee in the country. And Wexer seems to get him every second week. He's he's fucking brutal. What's his name? It's a, a Fergal Horgan, I think. The lad with the big belly and big nose. That could be anyone. <laughs> He's fucking gorgeous. What's the score of the match now? It's 114 to 10 points, Claire. Fuck. But your man is absolutely gorgeous. Hasn't moved out of 265. He's from the Peoli School of Refereeing. <laughs> we were talking about cryptocurrency there, James. Have you invested in Bitcoin yet? No. No? Why? It's a whole cod, isn't it? You just seen Elon Musk there on Friday stole the whole all of that and the whole being dropped in value like because of one person. Yeah. It is it's it's a risky old game. It's a cod like. And then you have this other stuff, doggy coin or something. Sure, there's no limit on that keeps being produced, like so where's the value in it? Mm, that's true. yeah. These cryptocurrencies there is no But sure isn't the the money that we use now, sure there's it's not real either. It used to sure, represent exactly. golden banks. Is Anthony real, is it? I don't think so, James. Very philosophical. Yeah. I've been slowly drifting away from reality for a while now. (laughs) I think I am early onset dementia. That wouldn't be good now. No, (laughs) not at 25 anyway. It wouldn't be. Are you only 25? Yeah. Only young lad, sure. I thought you were a bit older than that. (laughs) Why, James, you're 27. Yeah, but I, thought, I, I thought you were 25 and a half. Uh, 25 and three quarters, oh, actually. You knew that. Yeah, I'm 25 and six eighths. <laughs> July 27th? July 27th. Mm. The Baby Simpsons movie came out. 
Was it? Yeah. There you go. Ah. Your man took a dirty swipe there, then clear that dirty fuckers down there. Which side was it? Some lad in a red helmet, number four on his back. Nice. Call Barrett. I don't know who I don't know, I don't know what they're teaching them oh. down in Clare at all but I'm not hurling yeah yeah. are you over football team this year James? I am Michael yeah who are you over? I have uh, the Castletown Intermediate Ladies Footballers and I have I'm involved with the Wexford Minor Footballers there we go you, who, are you good. training chaps? Yeah, yeah. Are you <laughs> that? Uh, three and four year olds. Three and yeah, four. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Raw enough, I think. Raw enough. I hope, I hope you're doing lots of football with him in there, man. Oh, oh no, I'd be focusing on the Harlem James Wood. Shagger. You want to you want to give up that stick game crap. <laughs> stick game. Oh, James, James Wood. Wexford is a football county. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. First team to do four in a row, sure. <laughs> What do you um, get out of training and coaching, James Wood? James, Mike, it's a bit heavy for a hungover Sunday now, that is. Okay. Yeah. Do you want board last night, James? Huh? Do you want board last night? Ah, yeah, the few sarsaparillas last night. It was grand. Sure, look, life is for fucking living, isn't it? That's it, sure. When you're out, you're out. Uh, out, you're out, that's it. <laughs> when, you're, when you're in, you're in, I suppose, nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. Uh, tell me this, James. Uh, is it illegal to drink on the street in Gory? It's you're not supposed to drink in public, but I think the guards kind of turn a blind eye to it, don't they? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder why people don't drink on the street, like on a Saturday night. We cannot go and get takeaway pints and Kay Daly's and go, you know, sit down there in the windowsill and drink a few pints. Mm. I think that's only allowed to happen the August Bank Holiday. That's what Dara Brain was saying. He said in Ireland we don't really have laws. You know, it's more of a scale of that's grand <laughs> acting the bollocks there now <laughs> and fuck it now, complete you're taking a piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. true, isn't it? Yeah. I like that about the culture though. Really that is, natural yeah. understanding. Mm. Yes. But it, it's fucking terrible, Michael, right? Gone are the days now where you could have a bit of crack and get a torn hole off the local sergeant and be sent home. Like now everything is serious and it's no, you're taking the crack out of the whole thing, so I have. It's all paperwork now, James, isn't it? Paperwork. It's codology, that's what it is. We're all trying to please the fucking public. That could get up to different, and you'd get away with it. No. Yeah. Fucking security cameras now, no, sure. I was, talking, I was talking to someone there last night, and they're, they're an avid Republic of Ireland soccer fan, and they said often they used to drive up to Dublin, watch the match, and they'd stop in every pub on the way home. I, I think that's been a development for the best now, to be honest. <laughs> and you can't do that anymore. No, you can't. No, probably for the no. best. Yep. Probably is for the best, but like, geez, they, they have great stories and great crack like, from all that kind of thing. Yeah. Right, okay. Jay, we're going to move on now. See. Right. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks for that. Good luck. Look, look. Wow. Ventures Gavin, what excites you most about life? What excites me most about life? Yeah. Um, I don't like to make plans. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's the, the expression, you know, life is what happens when you're busy making plans. Uh, like very good. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Kind of even that transition stage as well, like like I saw, I suppose, Mark, in that, uh, you know, you were strict with your schedules and now you're kind of moving into a more mellow summer tone. Yeah, <laughs> I've lightened up a bit. It was hard to sleep when it was bright outside. Yes. So now I'm getting back into it and I'm staying up late. I was actually, I only got home at 10 o'clock last night. Mother Ireland. And I was asleep by quarter 11. I, I, I don't know, like, is it good or bad or... Hard to know, isn't it? It's hard to know, you know. Because I know you use the joking phrase that, oh, I was getting too predictable. Yeah. But there is a bit of that too, you know. You kind of have to... You have to shake it up. Shake it keep, up. Keep <laughs> guessing. Yeah. I, I, I can never figure out how you did that going to bed so early. Like, telly gets good at the time you go to bed. Yeah. But you... I doubt you even like telly. No. I haven't watched a full film in over two years. Really? Really. I tried to watch Life of Brian last week and I watched half it. I couldn't do it. I don't know if it's that because of my attention span because of social media or just the fact that I can't like sit still mm. for that long. Without... I watch a film nearly every day, every second day. Do you? Yeah. yeah. See, I, I can't. I'd like to be able to do it because I feel like films are enjoyable. Documentaries are good. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff on Netflix, but I just can't like sit down and do it. Mm. Would you watch films? I watched uh, Transylvania 2 last night. What's that? I don't know. It's an animated one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, one of Ashton's cousins was down and uh, it was a cracker now. I have to you say. had a story up there last night you were on a film set. I was indeed. Yeah. And scary transformed into a Disney enchanted film. They're recording it over the next two months. But uh, yeah, it's uh, quite the place because, you know, and scary has this sort of, I don't know, South Dublin day out vibe. And now... Seaside. Yeah, Seaside, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Now it's kind of enhanced even further by this Disney film set. You'd think they could do it like, you'd want to see it, like, this is kind of an art centre, traditional building, built in the 1970s, and now on top of it is these pillars and a set, basically. Mm. And you'd think they'd just go and build their own studio, mm. but no, they're taking over a village for two months. But it's, it's like... It's... it's like dubs coming down here. Bastards. <laughs> 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 um, what was I going to say? Uh, is Disney not animated? No. Yeah, but, like, it's all CGI, but, like, the people um... will be there, and then but some of this will be enhanced, I imagine. I'm only putting two and two together now. Did you ask, could you get involved? <laughs> They're looking for extras, though. Are so, they? Pair of could have joined in, but no, we're busy. We're busy. We're things to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> what are, what's your biggest fear in life, Gavin? My biggest fear in life? Um, I'm... Trash. Trash. Psoriasis. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. <sighs> I'd hate to be ordinary. I'd hate for. I'd hate to be boring. Yeah, yeah. Like the idea of just being, yeah, yeah. Like you'd rather be remembered in some way for Very doing something. I haven't figured out what that something actually is yet. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. What would but yours be? Um, probably missing an opportunity or something, or you know, I don't know, not being uh, up to that now. But just to come back to what you said there, like, uh, how do you jazz up a Monday to Friday? Is it as simple as, do you remember Aubrey Marcus wrote uh, Own the Day and he said, mm. uh, have a strange lunch every day or something like that? Yeah, you? I eat something different for lunch or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, is it something simple like that, Mark? Or what, what's what's your fear of life? I'll try and phrase mine now. Wasps. Wasps, okay. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, sure, like, what is, uh, you're all going to die anyway and sure, all going to be forgotten in 200 years, so it doesn't mm. all fucking matter. But uh, I suppose my biggest fear in terms of a philosophical sense, I suppose, um, 
probably be not appreciating my life as it goes by me. Uh-huh. So that's why, like, you know, I use gratitude every morning and things like that. Is that you have to live in the days are where you live, like, you know, every yeah, day, this, this is my life, like, this is your life, this is what we live here every day. So if you don't actually take a second to appreciate what's going on, you get to the end of it and you want to live your life, you want yeah. to have seen it as it goes by. Mm. I should be, I think my biggest reaction would be just being miserable, not being, yeah, not being, happy. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, doing stuff you hate, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that definitely might be as well. Yeah. How do we imbue? Because, you know, it's all about balancing. Like, you know, you can go off on, on this beautiful um, artistic and poetic image, but, like, yeah. you still have to pay rent. You still have to, whatever it is, you know, wash dishes. How, how Gavin, do you uh, keep the excitement in life with a pint, with a film? What, what is it? With a, with a kiss from the woman, is it? A hope. A hope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they were good memories, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I'm actually kind of weird. I, I like the dishes. I like cleaning everything up. Oh, right. Uh, I, I, when I'm in my apartment in Belfast now, I got, if, it, if the place was messy, I'm fucking really annoyed. Yeah. Uh, I can't really relax until everything is done, like. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, what were you asking me there? It was... Well, no, that is, good, that is, you kind of answered the question, the fact that you were connected to those menial tasks. You were connected... But if you don't find enjoyment, like, I know they're menial tasks and they're, you know, you'd rather not do them, like, but if you can't, if, you, if you're not going to find some enjoyment in, in doing it, then you're, you're going to waste a hell of a lot of your life. 100%. Alan Watts mm. talks about the play of life that even washing the dishes is the play of life that everything mm. we do, and otherwise you miss it. And mm. um, he puts it a lot elegant and it's hard to connect it when you are annoyed on a whatever week day even, but no, I think that there's a hell of a lot of value in that. Mm. Um, Mark, you've lovely white shoes. They're new shoes. Yeah. My NBA shoes. Thank you. I also yeah. got a t-shirt. This is supposed to be a small t-shirt that's fucking 10 times too big. Right? It is, yeah. It's yeah. quite the thing though now. Oversized clothing, isn't it? It's, Why? It's, Why? I don't know. Like, bro, bring it, you know, get rid of tight fit jerseys. <laughs> get loose. Let it out. Let it, let it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, I, was, I was in the gym on Monday actually up in Belfast oh, and oh they're open by the way yeah they're open now but okay. there was a lad in it and he had a tight t-shirt on him and it was it was beyond the joke how tight it was I don't know how he could breathe in the freaking thing mm. like it was it must have been cutting off circulation in his arms I don't know it must have been painted on mad like yeah what do you reckon about that are women who were basically nothing in the gym or like you know lads who were no I'm talking about women here specifically but like Men are attracted to that, mm. but not really. Oh. Do you want that girl to be your girlfriend? Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Is it not? Mm. Is that not an illusion? Like, because I heard okay. someone describe it as a, a salmon. That these women are salmon, or no, these women are bear traps, and bear men should be chasing salmon instead of bear traps, because it's sort of an illusion, and like she wants that attention. Do you right. Know? But that, that that's an ironic thing, though. Like those clothes, which are designed to make you look at them you know they accentuate your arse or whatever like mm. and at the same time you, you shouldn't look at it because you know it's seen as rude mm. yeah. the very nature of the clothes is they they want you to look so it's, yeah. it's a weird one is that kind of how we are with sexuality now in our society today that it's it's kind of so accessible but like is that wrong either like or should, shouldn't you be allowed to look or should you be allowed to look do you want to look depends how long you're looking I suppose isn't it mm. no <laughs> <laughs> depends what you're looking at <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm curious by your whole uh, perception of it Mark I hadn't really thought of it that way bear traps versus salmon because like I think when you are 
in bed together, like when you're in a relationship, or whatever, then you probably do change your change what you wear. Or are you going to continue um, flaunting your goods? Yeah, I went with Mickey out in the shopping centre last week. <laughs> what? No, I didn't. Um, it's fun. I think clothes are the, the older gamers people in general not just specifically women like but like mm. at what point do you go out with the tracksuit bottoms and into the jeans you know when you're lying down like the, you do change your style as you progressively get older like yeah it's which is odd i know it's probably a generational thing as well like you don't you, i don't think our generation when they get old will be those old men nowadays who are wearing suits you know around yeah. the place i'd like to wear a suit i can see you wearing a suit it'll be strange now there's a 90 year old man walking down the street wearing a super dry tracksuit bottoms Oh wow! Yeah, right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Snapback, yeah. snapback. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what I look like. My tattoos on a nineteen shirt. Other people seem to worry about that more than I do. <laughs> yeah. Thank God they're out there, Mario. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gavin, hopes for the future. Then you're just going to, you know. Yeah, you asked me that the last time. Did I? Yeah, and I. It's kind of a common one of mine. I it don't is. Know why. Oh boy. It goes back to that life so happens when you when you're busy making plans. You know, yeah. just try to enjoy yourself no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Um, whether it be professionally or in sport or just you know try to have a bit of crack along the way, no matter what is you're mm. actually doing with yourself. Yeah. Change is good though. You know, you should mix it up a little bit. You're changing your sleeping patterns, but mm. like, just don't be doing the same thing all the fucking time. Yeah, you yeah. know, don't zone in on one thing like the idea of having a knowledge base which is an inch wide and a mile deep, but you have no idea what's going on over here. Like, try to learn about other things and do other things as well. Yeah, mm. Tim Ferriss said you should be a specialized generalist. Oh, so you should be you should have one sort of interest and get good at it, but then you should be aware of all the things that are going on and try those and use the, mm. the, the effects you get from those, you know, and bring that into your profession or whatever. Yeah. We've gone through this whole podcast without mentioning that you, of course, are um, our executive producer. Is this kind of like a yearly uh, report type of thing? Where, uh, Financial yeah. review, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this Performance, yeah. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> six out of ten. Um, <laughs> I've actually, it's, it's, I was thinking about it the other day, actually, the like you go back to your first podcast, it was a webcam, you know, Zoom yeah. call. Mark yeah. was in Australia, like, and now yeah. we're, we're here. Mm. We've got Shane, we've got Robbie lights camera action mm. just bringing the makeup team now when we're sorted like yeah um but yeah he's doing a phenomenal job like and you've brought enjoyment to a lot of people around gory which is great a little you. niche has been carved out there <laughs> um i think it's brilliant fantastic yeah. I, I, one i was thinking about during the week as well um i think irish people we get a bad rap for you know criticizing and not supporting and being judgmental and yet yeah. i've seen a lot of people around our age now who have kind of set up their own businesses and the support yeah. they're getting. Yeah. No one is saying, gobshite, what are they doing? Everyone yeah. is like, brilliant, fair play, yeah. well done and, and supporting them and trying to, yeah. you know, saying job well done rather than that's not going to work. Yeah. Which I think yeah. people often say, oh, you know, Irish people are very, you can't, you, can, you can't be two things in Ireland. You can't be a success and you can't be a failure. You have to find your middle ground. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a very good point. And that's why we'll have 20 coffee lorries on the, or coffee trailers yeah. on, on the same yeah, road. It's a horse boxes. <laughs> i seen a, a meme and it was a picture of a horse in a horse box and said, what's the horse doing in the coffee <laughs> Isn't that, isn't that interesting though? Like when you look at Gory Farmer's Market even, like now there's a woman selling butcher, there's Onus Innes selling nutty bars, you know, like it, the Farmer's Market used to be just, you know, the treat for four typical stands of your veg and your bread, but now everything's more homely and it's up to yourself to make your own enterprise and then the people will just come 
Yeah, but see, the barriers to entry are so low in all these things. Like, yeah, it? like there, there's no cost of setting up. <clears throat> there's no cost of setting up. There's very little risk involved. You don't really have to invest that much to fucking start trading anything. Like, mm. you can see fucking people. You can buy jackets and you can just sell them on a little bit of markup. You can fucking sell coffee. There's a lot of money in coffee. You can buy uh, kilos of coffee for a fiver and you can sell it on for three fifty a coffee. Like the margins are mm. unbelievable. That's why people are doing it so much. Like. Uh, there's no need to work a nine to five clock in job in a fucking warehouse around anymore. Ooh, Do you know, exciting. Mm. Sooner we get there, the better. Yeah. Um, but like, I think that there's a lot to be said for skills as well here. Like in this whole little commentary that we're going on to, like, um, like uh, look at Shane in the video and the photo skills. Look at Robbie and the editing. It's it's mm. about just honing in on something and becoming an expert at it. Yeah, that's it. And outsourcing as well, like having the pride yeah. to say, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing there. Like, yeah. and that's why we probably, and that's why we've changed. Yeah. We're, we're, we can't do that. Like. Yeah. So, very interesting. Mm. Yeah. But it's nice, nice to see people that are, you know, trying and, you know, all these different businesses and everything and having a go at, like, yeah. you know, they're not afraid. You know, if it fails, it fails. If it, if it goes well, fantastic. Mm. But, like, it's just nice to see some people actually going out there and doing it and trying it. Yeah, I, I'd love to do it, but I just don't know what I would do. Right. Yeah, yeah. But see, then the other thing is that people are like worried about. Oh well, if I fail, people are going to you know say this or that about me or whatever. Yeah. Most people are way too caught up in their own lives to even think about you or what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing they say. You know, um, keep failing, but fail better. You know, mm. fall forwards. You know, if you're gonna if something doesn't work for you, at least you've you've made progress. You know, you've tried it and you know what went wrong, and now you can do it again. And you won't make that same mistake again. And yeah, mm. that's good. That's where it comes from. Uh, Gavin, we'll do another fucking book then before we finish. One, mm-hmm. a number between one and two hundred and eighty-six. Um, I'm going to go, I'm trying to think around when 96 would have happened in that book. Let me, let, 120. That's quite a good photo of Liam. Dodging a wave there. No, I don't, nice footwork there. Yeah, nice footwork. Nice jersey. There. Yeah, yeah, all-star jersey looks like. Uh, one two. What was it? Sorry. One twenty. 120. Okay. This is of course being twenty five years since ninety uh, six, so we'll have a lot of excitement and reliving the memories of uh, ninety six in a few months' time. And, uh, here are the two. Right. Take it. We were all pumping away when Griffin ushered us ringside to admire Tom doing his best sliced alone impression. Suddenly, Collier left fly with a left hook and drove him into next week with a box. Tom hit the floor, blood dribbling down his mouth. It wasn't a bit funny. He had taken a fair out smack, but he didn't say a word to anyone. Wait, should be. We're back G- playing GA. Yes, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. You're um, happy. I love it. Yeah, even just being part of a group, you know, running and fucking yeah, seeing lads again and all that, like you miss and you know, you forget how much you miss these things. But yeah, that's great. Back, yeah, and um. Would you do go back for the jiu-jitsu as well? Mm, I'm booked in. Oh, seven of June or seven? To, yeah, seven of June. I'm booked in for a session. Right, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Gavin, Sam, thank you very much. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Thanks, Gavin. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our other producers. See you next week. Namaste. 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 Namaste.